Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have incredible, glorious news for anyone that has been holding their breaths, awaiting for the EU and the US to approve the monster $7.5 billion Bethesda deal with Xbox and Microsoft. And guess what, folks? We have confirmation on both, and we're going to break it down on this very special 60-minute show. Um, Obviously, we don't have a full panel, but we have a couple of standout stars that continue to be awesome community members. Let's start first with uh, Mr. Bad Bit. Welcome to the program, brother. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Yeah, big news today. It's uh, it's exciting, and it's still strange that we still, though we know so much more, it's not so much more. We still got so much mystery as well. Yeah, which hopefully by the end of the week we'll we'll know the fate of Bethesda. Yeah, no, we certainly will, and we're going to get into that momentarily. Thanks for some information that you provided for me uh, early on in the conversation of you joining us. And next up, Rookie Sensation making his return once again to the Xbox Factor podcast. Please welcome Pong Soul. Hey, boom. Good morning. Happy Zenimax deal done day, kind of, because we still don't have confirmation from Xbox, but we're here because everything looks in line. And obviously, I'm here just to keep Mr. Badbit uh, from uh, too much Todd Howard slander and keep this day positive. So that's why you brought me in and I'm here and I can't wait to talk about this. You, you know, sadly enough, we don't have Zemi Games, who, of course, is the uh, who, who who considers Todd Howard his lord and savior of the gaming <laughs> world. Uh, but maybe we'll get him in. Obviously, um, this was like a, a last minute pop up podcast, but I want to thank everybody that tuned in. I mean, we already have uh, 25 likes before the show. We went live, which is pretty dope. And to, uh, on top of that, we have everyone already waiting. And listen, we're only a couple of minutes in, and we got 150 people here, which means that everyone is just as excited as we are. Now, you can see by the screen, I'm playing some Titanfall 2, uh, which I used to be a master on. And I kind of got my ass handed to me like I did during the Halo match, but we won't talk about that today. We will be bringing up what happened this weekend with the Halo charity tournament uh this uh this thursday on the xbox factor podcast when we have two of the uh four teammates well you know three of the of the four teammates with me zemi and mr Badbit, um who uh had had just those two guys alone had monstrous games but folks listen we're here to talk about xbox we're here to talk about the bethesda deal so let's get right into it now look like I was saying earlier, uh, many, many gamers uh, in the Xbox uh, universe have been holding their breaths. Uh, we have seen lots of highs and lows during this deal. Um, as a matter of fact, we do, we heard last week about a lawsuit that could potentially, quote unquote, hold the deal up. And we also had that confirmed that that was not going to be the case. And sure enough, it did not uh, affect the sale of Bethesda to Microsoft. And, uh, you know, late last week, we had the U.S. States Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC for short, confirm that they are not holding back this deal. They gave them the blessing and they sent them on their way. And as of this morning, 
we have confirmation that the the Bethesda Microsoft deal was in fact approved by the EU EU without conditions, as it does not raise any serious doubts as to its compatibility with the common market. The acquisition required the EU EU approval before Microsoft could finalize the Bethesda deal and bring future games to its Xbox Game Pass subscription. Now, here is some information from both the SEC and the and the EU Commission. And the SEC the SEC published a notice of, of effectiveness for the transaction on its website this week. If you're not familiar with the SEC filings, it doesn't exactly mean much on the surface, but on the notice. Notice of, of it used when the SEC accepts a company's registration, the S4 on the page means that this is related to either a merger or an acquisition. And if you go back to the related documents on this notice, it lists Microsoft's registration amount being $7.5 billion and credit GameStop.com for that information. And the second one comes in from, of course, uh, someone I've used before, TheVerge.com. They say this, the commission, uh, which of course is the EU commission, concluded that the proposed acquisition would raise no competition concerns. Given the combined entity's limited market um, uh, position upstream and the presence of a strong downstream competitors in the uh, distribution of video games. And this comes directly from the European Commission statement. The transaction was examined under the normal merger review and, and approved. Now, Joe, listen... Yeah. A lot of this is legal beagle shenanigans, and I don't, and, and there's a lot more that we could have read, but we just kept it simple. We got one from the U.S. commissions, one from the yeah. EU commissions. It's been approved. Now Microsoft yep. is putting together what we believe is going to be a show on Thursday. Now, you said you actually sent me the information. I went and found it, and sure enough, we all of the, all of the mainstream websites are reporting that Thursday there is going to be some sort of affair. Now, what that affair is going to bring, we don't know, but it's interesting nonetheless. For you personally, mm-hmm. how big of a deal is this to get this deal done by the two hurdles, the two biggest hurdles, both the U.S., and the EU commissions approving the Microsoft deal. I don't think it was like the biggest, you know, I think the biggest like hurdle that they had to go through. I think that this was going to be, this is going to happen uh, no matter, no matter what. Um, So, you know, it was just going to take time. It was going to just take a lot of lawyers and it looks like that's kind of what ended up happening. So to me, um, it's awesome to see Bethesda now have, you know, a long-term partner in, in, in gaming, you know, now that, now that the Zenimax uh, partners are out and Microsoft is in, I'm curious to see what, you know, it spells for the, not just like the future of Bethesda games, but you know, how, how Microsoft manages now 30 plus worldwide studios. Right. Um, Cause I don't know off the top of my head, maybe like Ubisoft employs more people, but like, that's a lot of overhead. That's a lot of oversight. So that's the one thing that I'm, I'm more curious of is like how, how Bethesda publishing works after this, you know? Right. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, listen, again, there are going to be, uh, I, I would imagine that when, when this is finally done and Microsoft mm-hmm. and, uh, and Bethesda have sat down, we are as fans, as p- potential consumers of their products are going to understand exactly what this means. But yeah. this is a big deal. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why it's a big deal, because not only does this uh, make the deal done, does we have 23 confirmed first party studios. We don't act exactly know, you know, which uh, you know, which games are going to be exclusive, which games are not going to be exclusive. But I have a feeling that one of the first big ones is going to probably be Starfield as Absolutely. the exclusive. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that when you look at um you know what is coming out from Bethesda this year we know Deathloop right that is uh coming out this year uh that's exclusive to the PlayStation 5 um as a matter of fact Ghostwire Tokyo delayed until 2022 so we'll find out whether or not that releases uh that that delay causes any delay with the Xbox release or not but what's important here is that the one xbox exclusive that could potentially come this year is starfield and i have a funny feeling that is going to be the case but before we get back to you joe let me grab uh pong soul's ear here now pong soul this is a much bigger deal than i i mean i i saw it on the thumbnail it is the biggest gaming deal in the history of the uh, of of gaming as we know it um 7.5 billion dollars for an entity as uh stout as Bethesda does a lot for Microsoft's brand recognition, it does a lot for their first-party output. And if the if these games wind up staying exclusive, which I have, a, I still have a strong suspicion that they're going to be, uh, this really does up the ante when broken down um, aloud. How many incredible first-party franchises could be releasing in the next two to three years? Um, now, again, we don't know what Bethesda has been working on. I mean, we have heard that Elder Scrolls Six is being worked on potentially, Wolfenstein Three by Machine Games. I mean, it, 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 we just don't know exactly what they're doing, but there's got to be a lot, and we're going to know more. What, what are your thoughts on the confirmation? of this deal being done. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic to finally have the formality uh, out of the way. Uh, again, this kind of like Mr. Badbit just said, uh, you know, this was more of a formality than there was ever going to be any kind of sticking points with this. I mean, the game industry is facing consolidation right now, whether we like it or not, it's happening, but the game industry itself is still so large uh, that this was never going to be a problem at the end of the day for Microsoft. So it's incredible to see this happen. Like you just said, boom, one of the biggest, if not the biggest uh, game industry acquisition of all time Uh, and what it does for Microsoft and Xbox uh, specifically going forward is puts them back into a position of power. So for so long, we've heard Xbox has got no games, right? And that's yes. been a narrative that unfortunately uh, has taken root and taken hold. Right? And it's still to this day, you still see it thrown out there, right? And so what they've had to do is, is start to change that mentality. And they've gone a long way, obviously starting with acquisitions back in 2017, 2018. And now to this day, uh, where we reach a pinnacle where they buy one of the 
uh, most premier publishers in the gaming uh, space, right? In, in Zenimax uh, and and all their studios. So now what you have is a situation where Microsoft goes from a position of weakness having very few exclusive, very few studios to now one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, players in the entire industry. And that's going to shift the mentality of a lot of people. You're starting to see it actually in the greater games media. We've started to see some positivity uh, towards Microsoft come out. And, and I think that just starts to continue as we go forward and obviously the announcement is going to be the next big step where we make it official and then it's up to xbox to begin to uh create that synergy between microsoft and zenimax and all the studios so that everybody knows that they are now microsoft studios because you know there's gonna be a lot of casuals out there who don't follow the news like we do that don't still that don't realize that elder scrolls that fallout now is a microsoft property right an xbox property and that's going to be the big challenge now is they have to make it clear so that when people go and start hearing about these games and like you said boom you and i are both on the same page starfield this year they have to make it so that people understand in their heads hey if i want this game i have to go to microsoft's ecosystem and that has to be the new narrative going forward. But overall, huge day for Microsoft, huge day for Xbox uh, to begin this new chapter uh, that they started with the series consoles. And, and this generation is going to be a completely different style of generation than what, from what we saw last generation. Yeah, th listen, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, you, you bring up a great point. Um, a lot of the troubles that Microsoft uh, saw in, la in the last generation wasn't that it was an accident. Uh, they, they unfortunately had put themselves in a position where at one point they only had six uh, first party studios, which it, when you say it out loud, when you consider the Microsoft Corporation, you do realize that at some point, uh, management, internal management nearly killed the brand. It, it, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing when you sit back and think that pre E3 2018, they had six studios, folks. And that is why they had to depend on second and third party deals because they just didn't have the studios. So obviously, post E3 2018, well, with Phil Spencer in charge, this is a much, much different Xbox. And this is an Xbox that I think most gamers, and by the way, we have over 400 people here. This is, this is pretty awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. And obviously... I must have hit the right, I guess, chord in the uh, YouTube algorithm to have this many people here this early often. So I'm going to say this before we move any further. Um, welcome to Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, if you are someone that is uh, tuning in for the first time, uh, I do four live shows weekly. Uh, two are Xbox shows, of course, and two are uh, multi-plat shows. One, which is happening tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time called Primetime Gaming. We are going to be talking about the EU. Um, and U.S. Commission's situation, but we're also going to be breaking down the onslaught of Microsoft first-party games coming to us in the next three years. And folks, 
no one is talking about it, but we will definitely be breaking it down. And of course, the other show, Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Breakfast with Boom. We're going to be breaking down what transpires on this Thursday's Xbox Bethesda event. It's going to be a big, big week for Xbox. And if you are even someone that you know prefers PlayStation, uh, you are welcome here. This is a, a very, very welcoming chat. Uh, this is a safe space to you know give your opinion, even if it's one that we don't agree with. It's still welcomed here. And of course, that's thanks to the unbelievable effort that the sheriff known as lethal papa who walks silently and carries a very big band stick keeps these streets safe for everyone to enjoy themselves and at the end of the day folks that is what i'm all about is hashtag fun and bringing this gaming community together but joe this this situation this deal this done yeah. deal if you will yeah does open the door for many more questions. Now, some of those questions we're not going to ask on this show. In fact, we don't even have the answers. But one of the things I think we're going to discuss is who does Microsoft focus their eyes on now? You see, because obviously, you know, we have heard Sega, Square yeah. Enix, we've heard yeah. Capcom, we've sure. heard Konami IPs, we've Absolutely. heard uh, People Can Fly, and we've heard all kinds of smaller developers like Asobo Games and, and mm -hmm. different studios. And we have heard from numerous sources within the industry, and you have them just as much as I do, that the next Bethesda-level you know, um, acquisition is supposed to be happening potentially this year maybe early next year but now that this is behind them now that this deal is officially done who does microsoft focus their eyes on what what is the next big buy for microsoft um i don't know <laughs> for me i think um i think this spells a couple of things that i don't think really many people are focused on because they're the narrative of xbox v playstation just tracks way better than any type of like seo imaginable so that's what the narrative <laughs> or the conversation is going to be as where microsoft does not see sony as a competitor right they've said it publicly um and they think it privately they they see that there is a future fight that they are already in a very good position to be in. Um, and that is game pass. And that's really the, the future of what, of how do you put more value behind this? Not, not just value, but how do you put more people on this program? Because, you know, the Xbox fan base alone, it can't, can't prop up game pass they need to expand into pc they need to expand into mobile and that's what you see with xcloud when it comes to the mobile um and that's what you're going to be seeing with this bethesda deal bethesda games mean a lot to just not just console owners but they sell gangbusters on pc they sure do yeah absolutely so when you're taking a look at Elder Scrolls or like Fallout or Doom, whatever have you, the modding community is strong there. So there has to be an understanding between uh, Microsoft and the PC community of how mods work uh, going forward on Game Pass. Uh, and if there is no big hurdles to jump through, then they're in a really good position to get a value proposition to PC uh, subscribers. Because to be honest, we know how awesome of a value it is on Game, uh, game Pass is to console owners but not really translating it to PC as well as I think they 
can. I, I think Microsoft's been doing a great job. They were one of the top sellers on Steam this entire year, one of the biggest publishers this year in terms of the PC space. And I think they look at the numbers on on Steam and they kind of go, okay, this is great. This is good. We like money. But how do we get <laughs> these people onto the Game Pass platform, right? And that's by putting more prominent PC games onto that platform. So anything that's going to do that, like I think the obvious answer to a lot of people would be like, oh, just to Valve, Steam, which may may just be it. Um, But they really need to make that value proposition. They already got it for consoles. They got to grow it now out to PC in a more in a more cohesive way than I think they have. Um, because I know a lot of PC players that are just like, yeah, Game Pass is fine. And like a lot of like the console jargon that we throw around, PC players are like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. So like we need to change that, or, or Microsoft's job is to change that, to now focus that value to PC. And that's how you're going to be growing Game Pass to even more customers down the line um so there's a few hurdles to do that but that's what i really think the focus is it's not on playstation because honestly microsoft i feel like wants to be at a point where they're absolutely unavoidable not to just like activision ea ubisoft but to nintendo and playstation as well so that's where microsoft's head is at you know that that's that's where i think they need to be uh because it's always fun to answer like answer the question of like what's the next you know dongle that you put into your tv and that's out there i think the more realistic and the more um the the more obvious answer that's kind of hidden between the jargon is how does microsoft put game pass not put game pass but advertise game pass on pc and i think the bethesda deal is the way you do it you know something? That's a great point, Joe. Uh, that's yeah. a fantastic point. And, you know, here's the thing. That's mm-hmm. what I really love about covering the industry. Yeah. You know, before, and many people still in this in- industry love to do the Xbox versus PlayStation versus Nintendo Battle Royal, and only one is going to walk out of the ring. And you know something? Sitting back and watching everything transpire, even though they might be similar, all three companies are really walking to their own drum. Nintendo, well, listen, Nintendo has been walking to their own drum since we had to swing a dongle around as a, as a freaking sword, right? Yeah. Uh, since we, since which, by the way, I still play Wii Bowling, and it's the, my favorite game <laughs> of all time. Okay, um, you know, Sony. Sony, they're a little late to the party, but Jim Ryan's making some big strides. He's doing some different things for them. Right. Um, slowly but surely, they're going to come around. And and are we ever going to get a, a, a you know a, a PlayStation Greatest Pass? I don't know. I would love that for sure. And because games are seventy bucks over there, it would be fantastic. I'd even pay twenty dollars a month if I had to, because mm-hmm. you know. It would be worth it in the end, but they're coming around. But Microsoft, you got to understand this, 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 everything that Microsoft used that we see in front of us, they have been in the, this has been going on behind the scenes for quite some time. They've been taking the, taking it on the chin with a lot of the bad that started in 2013, right? We obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they are recovering from abuse and abuse comes from where the, the, you know from the fans from from the haters and from the and and from the the actual gaming industry itself and and to be fair 
not to kind of just, you know, play them as the victim. A lot of what they got was because they were not prepared. They rested laurels on the success of the 360. And unfortunately, they they pulled what was considered a PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3, right? They did that. They did a Wii to the Wii U, you know? And we've seen companies turn it around. We've seen Sony dominate with the PS4. We've seen Nintendo dominate with the Switch. And now I think it's time that we're going to see Microsoft dominate with the Xbox Series X and S. And, and, and the way they're doing it is pretty impressive, I mean, besides having more money than anybody on the planet, Joe, right? Mm -hmm. They they also have their ducks in order. Game Pass is successful. 20 million plus uh, uh, members successful. Xbox Live is more secure than it's ever been. Project X Cloud doing gangbuster numbers in where? Asia, where they've always failed. So they are doing some really impressive things. You know, um, I... Uh, Pangso, let, 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 let's get you, your opinion on this. Now, obviously, this is a big hurdle, right? They, they get this out of the way. The EU approves it. The U.S. approves it. They're doing an event on Thursday. And now I think if they haven't already been in talks with a Sega, with a Square Enix, with a People Can Fly, or uh, name, name your favorite flavor, I think we're going to see something, maybe not, you know, like next week or even 30 days from now, but I can see as we get closer to E3, we could have another situation where Phil Spencer gets up on stage and says, I want to welcome such and such, such and such, such and such, and names five studios that have joined X, uh, you know, Xbox Game Studios, which again, rumor has it, Pong Soul, that they want to stop at 30 which is seven more studios than they already have, which in my mind is I can't even fathom who's next on the watch list for Microsoft. Ah, I love to swim in the uh, conspiracy. Well, you know, speculation town speculation. is always yes. expecting visitors. So <laughs> <The> please. <laughs> <laughs> I love this stuff, whether it comes true or not, whether people like it or not, I love it. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely think this was the first domino that had to fall, and I think they do have a master plan. And I, I started saying last year um, that I thought they needed 30 uh, studios, 50-plus teams, uh, to make the content that they need going forward to make Game Pass as big as it's going to be. And I think now that this one is done um, or will be done here uh, very shortly this week, uh, hopefully we get official uh, word, I think they definitely turn their eyes uh, to the Asian market. And I think Phil obviously has already been there plenty of times. I think he has spoken about this at length about his desire. Um, and I'm not just talking about Japan. I'm talking about the emerging markets in South Korea and even China. Right. And I think they want to get in there bad. Um, I think they know that that mobile market over there is huge. I know the consoles probably have a limit. Uh, but the mobile market, especially over there, is just absolutely booming. And I think that's where Phil turns his attention to next. And also, as Mr. Badbit said, PC market, right? And, and now that they, they have xCloud on PC, um, I think that, you know, there has been a couple statements made that they want to get some, you know, PC development and, and get in that space as well. And 
what would fill that uh sega would fill that for sure right indeed they, indeed they sure would yeah a- absolutely um and, and we know it's been rumored for a long time and i don't you know with creative assembly and the total war series especially it, it'd be a huge get um i still you know for me i love sega i'm sega for life you know dreamcast is my favorite console and, yeah and, mine too you know, always and I still don't know if it's an outright buy on Sega or if it is a deep partnership with them um, that would make more sense. Uh, you know, personally for me, you know, it would cost a lot more money, but Capcom is still the way to go over there, uh, especially with, you know, how they've been performing lately and turned around uh, their their business. I think that one's still, you know, from a purchase standpoint, yes, it would cost you a lot but it definitely would make more sense. But, you know, either one of those, I think, would definitely be the next big, big move. And then I think you are going to have a couple of smaller studios sprinkled in um, where, you know, you know, whether it's people can fly or whatever the case may be. I do feel that we're going to have to see some... I don't know if Matt Booty's plate is so full right now that they can add some more smaller studios without overwhelming him. Uh, it'd be, you know, obviously that's something we're never going to be able to know from the inside, but it'd be interesting to see if they move to maybe bring in somebody else to take, you know, a portion of those studios off his hands as well. Um, because I think you, you're getting to the breaking point of how many he can handle at one time. That's why I think the Bethesda deal, Zenimax deal, I should say, makes sense because it can run itself, you know, autonomously, you know, just the way they have. It, it, it can just, you know, Todd can report directly to Phil. It doesn't have yeah. to be through mm-hmm. Matt Booty. Um, and I think they're they're very interested in those type of types of deals because of that fact. So, but yeah, I definitely think they are going to look to the Asian side of things. Um, those emerging markets are going to be extremely important in their overall goals that they have. And I have to imagine that they've spoken, you know, at length of trying to get as many of the 3 billion people as possible. Uh, so that includes that market. And that market is huge compared to what we, when we talk about consoles and, and even the PC market, the mobile market is huge. Yeah. And, and so I, I think they definitely need to get more content that is going to appeal to that side of the world, right? Uh, And and that's going to mean that they have to move and try to acquire some talent on that side of the world as well. Well, you know what? To to that point, it's why I pushed the envelope. I mean, I was looking back. Normally, you know, when I produce these shows, um, each one of the shows are relatively different than the other. Uh, and, and all of the work, I, I wish I could say that I had some interns or someone else helping me on the back end of it. But because I'm, I don't want to say a control freak, I, I know how to write these shows. I quite enjoy it. As a matter of fact, I would even dare say that I enjoy writing these shows I'm- as much as, uh, Joe, as, as playing games, surprisingly enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, before we move forward, I, the, the Super Chats have been nothing short. I'm, like My eyes are rolling in the back of my head because of the generosity. So let, let me read off some of the Super Chats, and then we're going to break down why I think that the next one in, in the field division for Microsoft is um, Steam. And I'm going to tell you why I believe that. We've talked about this before, but now that this deal is done, now that you know that Pong Soul and, and more specifically Joe have broken down the importance of the PC market, really lends me to believe that the 
announcement that Gabe Newell is retiring because, you know, he's obviously is, you know, been doing this a very long time and he's going to want to pass this baby off to someone who isn't going to um, tarnish what he built. And I think that his relationship with Microsoft, though it has been, you know, uh, I would say uh, rocky in the past, has certainly gotten much better. Uh, and I think that him and Phil have been talking. I think Phil has gone out to see him. And and, and honestly, it, again, I'm, I don't have a business major, folks. I'm just a retired New York City police officer who loves video games and this community, right? So now here I am talking in front of a microphone, and I have actually 500 people that are listening, which is still shocking to me. Um, but uh, let, let me read off some of these super chats. First of all, the first one of the day comes to a very generous friend of the show. Snakewood drops an outstanding $5 super chat, and he simply says, here's to another great show. Well, thank you, my friend. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, Bay Area drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, congrats, boom, Mr. and Mr. Bebbit and the rest of your team for your first round victory in the Halo tournament. Keep up the great work, guys. Yeah, that was thanks to Joe and Zemi Games, really. Those guys were just monsters. They were like basically- and and Tempest Sun. Take nothing away from Tempest Sun either. He, he's an assassin, but he was having problems with his mic and he was getting a little frustrated. Okay. But, okay. He, he, but he's still crushing it, even with, the, even, with the, even with the mic issues, man. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely was. I mean, listen, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that I basically just went along for the ride. Like, I was the uncle <laughs> that showed up and they're like, yeah, just throw him in the back seat and we'll just kind of carry him along. That was Mr. Boomstick XL. <laughs> so, big shout out to Bay Area for the super chat. And Smitty Smith drops not one, but two super chat. The first one says, hello, everyone. Glad to see you back, Mr. Bad Bit. Of course, indeed, it's great to have Joe back. And uh, the second one comes in, welcome home, Bethesda, the Book of X. And we have one from Reverse World who drops an outstanding and very generous $10 super chat and says, the ball isn't in my, isn't only in the court, uh, in Xbox court. It's weightless and super glued to their hands, dare, uh, daring to be dropped. They leveraged the purchase to sell a Series X pre-orders, so making multi-plats would be awkward. I 100% agree. We have a, um, a final subject comes in from Christopher uh, um, Alexion. He says this, Xbox needs all the exclusives they can get to expand Game Pass. Indeed, for sure. Paul Grant drops a very generous five house super chat says here every every day boom your content is just good just that good brother well thank you dude that is very kind of you to say I greatly appreciate it um our very good brother and generous friend of the show drops two super chats Philly Eagle welcome back my brother it's great to see you here he says this Xbox XGX exclusivity does not mean Xbox consoles it means PS X Cloud mobile and Xbox console. Not a fan of exclusive, but they need to go exclusive. But they, but they need to go exclusive with this. Yes, he says PC, PC not PlayStation. Yeah, I, I know what you meant, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah, as, as a matter of fact, see that and DJ Birdo DOS drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Boom! I was waiting for eight PM, but this is good. I can't, I can't complain. Two podcasts on Monday. It doesn't get better than this. Well, thank you so much for that. And we also had a few come in on the back end. Let me just catch up on those. Wow, you folks are really generous. Thank you so much for, wow. Uh, Z Black Rider, a generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, most of the game media hate towards Microsoft is because they're mostly Apple fans. It was less about gaming fanning. I mean, that's definitely, I, I definitely agree with that. I think a lot of people dislike Microsoft because of Apple. It's, it's possible. Michael Cullivan. Well, a, a lot of people I know are, are, are Android users. Oh. <laughs> so maybe that's why they have no taste. 
Well, listen, I'm an Android user. I'm sorry. I don't like Apple. My brother's been trying to convert me for years. Sorry, NeoMental. You still mm-hmm. failed. Um, Michael Cullick drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, you know, my position on this remedy should be Microsoft's next target would be nice if they also saved Bioware from EA. Man, one. Yeah, dude. Listen, I don't know what's happening with Bioware, but I got I'll, I'll say this. As someone who has been covering this for three years and has seen Bioware really take a dump, um, I, I'm nervous for that company. I, I think that if they don't if they don't stick the landing with um, with the next Mass Effect, not the remake, because the remake is easy. I'm not saying it's, it's easy to develop. I'm saying that that we're all going to buy that. I'm buying the helmet. Come on, everyone, we're going to be wearing the helmet when we talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they need to stick the landing with Mass Effect and Dragon Age. If they don't. I got news for you, man. We've seen we've seen EA close studios for less, folks, and that would be disastrous if that happened. Uh, CYV Studio drops an outstanding two dollars from chat and says, "Just saying, happy and blessed Monday to everyone." Well, dude, thank you so much for that. Uh, Nick Reynolds drops a two dollars from chat and says, "Just tuned in, covered Jason Ronald interview yet? We didn't. Uh, that was yesterday, man. My God, what an interview uh, with the Iron Lords podcast. I mean, Jason Ronald. I mean, those." guys are killing it over there and obviously if you missed that head over to the iron lords podcast on youtube and give that a view for sure we also have uh wilder van putten drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says great show as always boom will do thank you so much for that now let's get into the the weeds so to speak of why i think that microsoft's next big deal is of course valve joe you know going to you on this the reason why i think there is is a lot to what you had to say earlier but i kind of want you to kind of really drive the the the, the, drive it home a bit Uh, pc is the biggest market in gaming and 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 that's not a lie that's not a stretch of the truth that's not even an assumption that Mm -hmm. is fact um there are more pc gamers than nintendo sony playstation and xbox gamers combined that is just a fact and right now um even even as we speak bethesda even though they've had some troubles you know what i'm saying but they've turned some things around are still beloved by the pc community now granted there are going to be some people that feel um like Microsoft has become too powerful, but I got to say this, if I'm Microsoft, if I'm Phil Spencer and I'm trying to get that, you know, quote unquote percentage of the 3 billion gamers that are, that, that are, are across the planet earth, the best way and the next course of action, if it's available, is to purchase Steam and leave it alone. I don't think you're going to see any major changes other than the fact that you could probably play, you could probably get Xbox Game Pass on Steam. I think that's the only change that they make. I think it's going to remain an open platform, but I think that they are the only company you want to get next simply because they're trying to do something. I mean, if you think about it, and again, this is just right now we're, we're in speculation town, right? We, you know, we have no idea if this is going to be living here. Right now. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're basically, right. we just, we just moved in, right? If they pull this <coughs> off, me. Joe, if they right. pull this off, I would dare say that they, I don't want to say corner the market, but my God, they would be really, 
the considered the market leader. I mean, they would have money coming from every uh, every facet of uh, you could possibly imagine, and they would be able to reach so many gamers. What, what are your thoughts on that being their next proposition? Again, makes sense because I think a lot of people, you know, we're, we we've lost track. <laughs> it's, really, it's we not have Xbox. Yeah, it's not Xbox versus PlayStation. Like, honest to goodness, like because I won't be on tonight's show. Um, whether it's you know if Bethesda games remain on PlayStation or don't, the like honest to goodness, if Xbox games, sorry, if Bethesda games, uh, you know, are exclusive to Xbox and not to PlayStation, it doesn't show anything other than the power of Game Pass, because yeah. by saying one. One size of the marketplace, which is majority of like day one sales, that's the majority of your profit when you make a game. And by alienating the largest segment of gamers, which is the PlayStation gamers, I know, game, Xbox, I love you all too. Um, but that's just fact and that's his numbers. Uh, by alienating them, that really just then goes to show that day one numbers don't, don't matter anymore. Right. And now it's it, it really is not only does Microsoft have faith in Game Pass, but they really see that the numbers back it up so much so that day one numbers don't ex- don't matter as much as they once did anymore, which is great if you're a publisher and a developer. So that's the biggest tell. It's not like what PlayStation's going to do. It's really showing that no, this subscription model may once you hit a certain threshold, makes so much money that day one sales don't matter. And if they still remain on PlayStation, then all that really happens is Xbox gamers. You don't have to pay $60, $70 for games for that, that you like anymore. They're just in Game Pass. So like, no matter what you're winning, no matter what you're eating. Um, but for me, I think PC is really the thing to go because it isn't the biggest marketplace. Boom. How to correct you. It is, though, bigger than Xbox, PlayStation. And it did though. So you, I, I would imagine that you're saying the mobile market as oh is, yeah is bigger. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like it's almost I, half the market. Yeah, you know what I, so like, I probably should have said that, Joe, because you got, obviously, hype. You got hype in front of you. Don't worry, I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, we're all we're all excited here, and honestly, boom, I think you are dead right on something here. Because when I'm taking a look at the PC marketplace, right, uh, this is as of uh, 2019. Thirty-five billion dollars. Uh, we could round up thirty-six wow. in 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 the PC space. That's money that you can you could very much get. That's why PlayStation wants to enter it. Yeah. That's why Xbox has entered it two two years ago. Because again, games are getting more and more expensive to make. So you need to make sure that you have enough recurring income that the development costs, that you know, the publishing costs, the marketing, and all these games are all paid for, and it's all. It's all continuing as, as as planned. So to me, yeah, I, I think the one that we have the pie in the sky towards is a valve. Um, and the reason why it makes sense is not like the rumored, like, oh, what's his face wants to retire, but more along the lines of it's a private company. And private companies are easier to buy out yes, than public companies. Yes. And so that's probably where I dropped everything. That's probably where Microsoft's head's at right now. Um, but it is also talking, you know, to to the Valve guys who are ex Microsoft that you know, from what we've understood, never really or 
didn't have the best relationship with them. That's why they made Valve in the first place. So it's really to convince those figureheads that, hey, this is the best choice, the best course of action. And honestly, that's where I think Microsoft really ought to go to. There's, again, like, look, console market is around 30, 32% of the market space. You got PC audience right there. Yeah, capitalize on that and then incentivize mobile people by just the convenience of it with xCloud. So I definitely think that would be like the one the, the 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 one that I would go for if I was Phil Spencer, but again, I don't have a business degree too. I just have a a, a marketing PR degree. So it's <laughs> well, that's more yeah. than I do. Uh, my, yeah. my, 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 I don't have no. any paperwork other than the fact that says that you you conducted 21 years as a New York, as a New York City police officer. Welcome to retirement. That's that's about what I have. So exactly. and I'm happy. Yeah. I'm I was able to serve my community for over 20 years, and I loved every minute of it. Uh, yeah. And uh, honestly, being- the one thing that you can do as well to help the the PC market grow as well is man, like start start. Advertising Game Pass pieces, advertised yeah. uh, Xbox uh, on 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 console. So, like, honestly, what's wrong with like giving someone uh, with a you know Surface tab, giving them a couple months of Game Pass for free? You yes. know, throwing in a bundle. It literally. Like, sh- I put it to this yeah. way: very similar to cool. Solitaire, uh, which comes with everything. Yeah, Xbox Game Pass should be reli- logistically come with everything even phones especially samsung phones simply because they have a partnership with them to put that app on every tv lg as well so i mean i i think you're onto something here i think that the way um they do things is to get the xbox in the mindset of everyone everything that you buy somehow or another is laced with xbox in one way or another and like i said it's it's their way of getting into uh again the casual market i think people don't understand the significance of how important the casual market is for just everyone not just sony not just nintendo not pc and certainly not just xbox it is a big big deal because they are 85 to 90 percent of your base on you know pick any platform i can guarantee you if the, if you were to break down the numbers it is the casual market that yeah. rules and also supreme. i've seen some people go with with the surface tap what i'm saying y'all let's take a step back here let's let's not be too literal and concrete with my language um is take take a game pass market it towards x cloud right I, look TVs can't run Xbox, but they can run xCloud, right? We saw that the app a few years, or sorry, a few years, 2020, feels like years. Um, <laughs> you know, you could you could run xCloud on TVs. Who's to say you can't run that on PCs, right? And we've even seen, I think, what, not not because the words are escaping me, but we've seen xCloud for Microsoft computers uh, out in the wild already. And they're saying that it looks like it's pretty much just the Android, you know, interface on top of, or, or, or system on top of this Windows one. So it could be done. It's crazy anymore. Cloud computing has gotten there, y'all. So yeah, yeah like it, what what is the problem by saying, hey, listen, internet connection varies, but this thing could run on your surface. This thing could run on whatever God, uh, you know, well, I actually had a surface you, right? prior. I had a, I had a surface prior that I used to run this show on yeah. before Mrs. Boomstick got me like you know a beefy pu- a pewter, mm-hmm. and I used to run uh, games uh, from Xbox Game Pass on my uh, Surface Pro yeah. Four, so it yeah. can be done. 
Yeah. So like, honestly, to me, it's just, it's not about exclusivity to me. It's really about how, like, or that that's like the important thing to me. It's really like, how do we get Game Pass to even more places? That's, that's the exciting question for me. Because honestly, like, w- what happens if, if Xbox or Bethesda games are exclusive to Xbox? Well, the only answer for me is like, Okay, so I you play, play it on, on Xbox. My, I play yeah. it on my Series X. Cool. Yeah. Like that that the answer is already so concrete right in front of you. It's 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 not a fun topic. To to me, what's 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 cooler? It's thinking outside the box of like, how do we get Game Pass on like a Mac? How do we how would how would it end up on a PlayStation or a Nintendo's console? Like those questions seem crazy, but they're not actually out of the realm of possibility. And that's that's the thing that I think we can't miss on when it comes to like what marketplace Microsoft auto attack because we we ain't business ma- majors or whatnot, but it, it definitely screams PC, and I think it can happen, man. Yeah, absolutely, Punk. So let's get let's get your opinion on this, brother. Um, wh- wh- you know, you've heard what we had to say about the potential of Gabe Newell uh, retiring and, of course, Microsoft picking up the reins and owning Steam. We have heard numerous times from several high-profile insiders that the quote-unquote Bethesda-level purchase is coming, and now we're starting to hear rumblings that it could potentially be Steam. What what would that do for Team Green over in Redmond? <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring. I knew you were gonna go on this route. That's why I kind of left it out there for you, Boom, because we had talked about this on previous show as well. And I'm in full agreement. I believe that 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 deal will happen. I don't think it'll happen um, as soon as this year. I, I think this is a couple years down the road because um, I don't think Gabe's ready quite yet to to retire and be done with it so i think i think this is we're going to see this you know probably closer to mid-gen possibly but i think it definitely is a real possibility Uh, this would be a microsoft acquisition as much as it would be an xbox acquisition um, because of everything that's already been stated right so when you're talking about the, the the pc market as a whole uh it it is so large that you know I think Microsoft itself, right? If Satya is in this full, right? He he's all in uh, on gaming, right? Which we believe he is at this point, and and from all the deals, including the Zenimax deal, it it says that he is right. That that Phil convinced him that gaming is a future staple of Microsoft as a whole. It's one of their. It's going to be one of their pillars if it's not already is, which it seems to be because Phil has a seat at the big boy table. So if they are going to do this and they are going all in, the one thing we know about Microsoft is, is that the the Microsoft of old is still there. The dominating force, because it's almost a $2 trillion company, that power is still there. And they may go about things differently than they used to when they were getting sued nonstop, but they still, once they make a concrete decision and once the board is all on and the investors are, are, are understanding where it's going, they go full bore, and I believe that that kind of purchase would solidify that they want gaming to be a mainstay of Microsoft in general. So I think that that makes a lot of sense. And from Gabe's point of view, like you stated, Boom, and like I stated on your when we talked about it previously, is that Gabe definitely wants to hand his baby off to somebody he trusts. Gabe and Microsoft had a rocky relationship. Obviously, a lot of the younger folks may not realize that Gabe 
did work for Microsoft at one point. Yep. Uh, and then when he left, it was not a good departure. Let's just put it that way. Um, and for a lot of years, he had a lot of resentment. It seems like a lot of those bridges have been repaired. Uh, we know Phil and him have had talks and, and you know, have been working together more and more. And I, and I think Phil is more comfortable with where Microsoft is at and the leadership that now is in position, including Satya, uh, that he would be more apt to give it off to somebody like a Microsoft to take care of once he decides that it's time for him to to ride into the sunset and do whatever he wants to do. So I, I think this is a good move overall. It would be a, a fantastic uh, statement that they are here to stay. Um, and I think they're also looking, again, these people get paid a lot of money. We can we all love to be armchair CEOs or whatever you want to call it and and speculate on all this stuff. But these people are getting paid a lot of money and the investors expect a lot in return. But they're thinking 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Yes. Yep. And they're projecting out where it's going to head. And we've already seen now with the new consoles the the merging of of pc and, and consoles are closer than ever right the technology itself that's in these boxes is very pc right and, and it used to be that it was completely two different things right but now we're seeing that merge and, and i think down the road i think microsoft realizes that that gap is only going to get closer and closer together to maybe the point where we don't even think of anything different between console and PC. There's certainly a possibility down the road that that happens and that we are just gaming on a, a rig. <laughs> it, it may be marketed as a console. It may be marketed as a cheaper version of going out and building your own PC, but games and everything else may perform exactly the same uh, as they do everywhere and development may become that. And I think Phil kind of hinted at that when he was talking about in that last, uh, they had that uh, conference where he was talking about how in the future they see everybody building games in the cloud, right? And, and yeah. be able to do that. I think that they see that that cloud technology across all platforms and making it easy, you know, bringing down development costs, bringing down technology costs, bringing down the, you know, the hardware costs to a point where everybody just, you know, everybody has an opportunity to play games wherever they're at, whether it be mobile, whether it be at home, whether it be on the go, whether it be on PC, it doesn't matter. At some point they mm -hmm. see a, a world where everything is all together in one big batch and you just have access to all of your, your content anywhere you are. And, and so I think that's that buying valve itself in, in the, being able to integrate even further into steam. Of course they would have to be careful because the, you know, steam people are very, very, loyal very protective. To, yes. Uh, and yeah. protective of what they have there. And a lot of them don't like Microsoft. Um, but if Microsoft continues to prove that they're allowed to, that they're willing to allow people that they buy to run themselves, I think that would go a long way to kind of easing some of those concerns. Uh, but they would have to be careful with that. But again, the integration of Valve into the Microsoft Fold uh, definitely would go a long ways to uh, catapulting them to that next level and opening up a whole new world uh, that they can integrate their ecosystem into even further and get people used to the idea that you can game anywhere, anytime, any place, you know, and you, all your stuff is there and it just works. And, that, and I think they're, they're starting to do that. And I could see that as, as the next extension to that.
Yeah, no, I agree. I, I like I said, this is this, you know, we're talking about it as excited fans, right? As excited content creators. And what's what's insane to think about is this is not something they just dropped a, a dime into a, a you know into a think tank and said, "Hey, listen, let's do this." This <laughs> has been going on since yeah. they failed with Xbox, uh, the Xbox One in 2013. Now, I say failed. I know a lot of people are going to give me pushback on that. Well, wait a second. It's my favorite console. Listen, I'm not saying that they, that they, 50, 50 million of anything is a big deal, folks, okay? Whether that's consoles or hamburg hamburgers sold, it's a big, big deal. Now, would Microsoft would have wanted 110 million consoles like Sony and potentially, you know, 60, 70, 80 like the switch of course they would but the thing that they're doing now obviously is they're not stepping on any, any gamers toes right they're the most uh friendly or well, consumer friendly um uh company of the three big right there's they take nothing away and they're dotting all their I's and they're crossing all their T's. And what I mean by that is if you want a $500 console that if you tried to build a PC would cost you 1000 they got you. If you're a casual Bob who's a diehard PlayStation fan and you want to say, wait a second, I don't want to get rid of my PlayStation, but that Xbox, just a second now, $300, which I believe is going to be $249 come this, this, uh, this um, holiday. I think they dropped fifty bucks off the S, and I think you saw you see it for two fifty. I think it comes with a month or even three months of Game Pass, and even the diehard Sony fans who love Sony for their first party, over the shoulder, story driven, adult themed games, which is what I love Sony for, are going to start seeing those games come out on the Xbox, and you're going to see that with all of these twenty three studios, Bethesda being like again. Ninja Theory to us, like for us nerds, our, our, our sweaties, Ninja Theory means something. Obsidian Games means something. 343, The Coalition, Playground, I can go on and on. But the one name, the one name that literally stops people in their tracks is Bethesda for a lot of more positive reasons than negative ones. Take what you say, take what you want to away from the debacle known as Fallout 76. I mean, I bought the collector's edition just for the helmet for crying Ooh. out loud, right? Which mm -hmm. is sitting right above me. <laughs> um, but it is a big, big deal. And now that this deal is done, folks, my God, it seems as if Microsoft is really hitting on all eight cylinders of this muscle car. And I honestly cannot wait to talk about it more. Now, folks, listen, we're, we're, we're closing in on an hour. This was only meant to be a 60-minute stream and kind of like the pregame to tonight's big primetime gaming. That is going to run two-plus hours. We go live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The whole entire crew is going to be a part of it. Uh, Everborn Saga is already DMing me. He's like, boom, I cannot wait for tonight i'm ready to rock and roll he got a lot of stuff to say and uh it's going to be a big show but let's get to the outros let me just catch up on a few of the super chats that have come in on the back end first of all kaya sante a big friend of the show happy birthday to your two-year-old folks give kaya sante's little one a big happy birthday in the chat he turned two today and of course i'm sorry to tell you brother the terrible twos are a thing so hopefully you can handle that and still be able to play games he drops an outstanding very generous $5 super chat. He says, wow, you guys are blowing my mind with the Val stuff. They spent $7.5 on Bethesda. How much would they spend on Steam? Estimated net worth in 2021 is $8 billion. So 
the way that works is it's usually double. So if their net worth is eight, they would be buying a Steam for $16 billion. And when you look at what Microsoft made in the, and th- in, in not, not Xbox, Microsoft last quarter reported that they made $15.5 billion. So in a quarter that did that, that, you know, again, not Xbox, Xbox made 5 billion on their own. If you're talking about just Microsoft corporation with all of the world monies that they have coming in from all the engines and the, and the pewters and everything else, $15.5 billion last quarter, uh, they could afford to buy a valve. And, and I, and I think that what Joe said makes a lot of sense. I think what Pong so made a lot of sense. There are mended bridges now. We've seen uh, Gabe talk with Phil openly, publicly, and I guarantee you they've talked tremendously privately, and he wants to get out of the business. He wants to enjoy his retirement, and you know what? What better way than a $16 billion check to buy your own island, sit there, and let some people bring you drinks for the rest of your life? I like it, and it's, you know, we'll see what happens, but Joe... yeah. Wanted to want to do your your outro. You run uh, one of the best, and I'm not saying this because we're brothers. I'm saying it because the way you handle the trophy room is the way I wish a lot of the bigger shows handle theirs. It's fun. It's packed with information. And you know what? At the forefront of it, it's packed with love for the brand. And you and Kyle do an amazing job each and every week that you do this show. Tell everyone about the trophy room and where could people reach out and strike up a conversation on social media. There are two of my most favorite comments that I get about the trophy room. One, boom, boom brought me here. And two, uh, I'm an Xbox guy and I like this show. And I like that. (laughs) I, I, I think that is the best compliment you could possibly mm-hmm, get. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we make this show for, man. You know, yeah, we talk about PlayStation, but we're never here to like, you know, throw salt. You know, right. we're here to just celebrate uh, uh, the, the games that we play and appreciate the ones, uh, the things that other competitors do, like with Xbox or Nintendo. So this week we talked about uh, the Elden Ring. And why is everybody so freaking excited about it? We talked about all the PlayStation Plus news that was happening. Uh, we're going to be talking about, and this is a, this was the strangest one. You guys talking about the $7.5 billion. How about this, Xbox folks? We're making controllers out of bananas. <laughs> I love it. Isn't that great? <laughs> Banana <laughs> controllers. <laughs> Banana controllers. All that, you can find that on the Trophy Room this week, whether it's on our YouTube, whether you're following us over at our Twitter app, P.S. Trophy Room, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast services, you can find the Trophy Room there. This week, this week's going to be interesting. This week, things are happening. Nice. Can't (laughs) wait to see, brother. Can't wait. And again, also. You know, thanks for having me, man. Well, it's it's as great always. to have you here, brother. We're definitely going to get you back here on Thursday. We're going to be talking about the event. As a matter of fact, if the event is going live during our stream, what we will do is we will be streaming that live on this channel and getting on the fly reactions from the panel. Uh, I've never I've never really done the live stream events, but now I can because I have a, a much beefier PC. And uh, yeah, if if again, if it turns out that it it is going to be a show that is during the Xbox Factor podcast. We will be streaming that live. Uh, and I, and I, I do forward. have a question for you. Sure. Uh, and kind of a bet. What, what, call it what you will. Is this going to be a video where like Phil and Co talk 
about things that got on like major Nelson's podcast or, or is this going to be an actual event where Phil's talking to us directly? Or do mm. you think this is going to be just a news blog? <laughs> you know what? I don't think it's going to be like an Xbox wire article. I, I think yeah. it's going to be more than that because of the s- substantial uh, size of both Microsoft and Bethesda. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be a live stream event as opposed to maybe they're setting up and doing the video t- today or tomorrow posting it live on uh and 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 again folks if that in fact is the case we will play that video uh live for you guys to uh for you know for you to see here and then we will break down what was said i'm not expecting like hey we you know we're going to show you a new ip i think what they're going to basically break down is what exactly this merger means uh to the gamers and uh and i think we'll get some some we might again i don't know further uh communication on what's exclusive what exclusive means and how that is going to be handled uh but i can guarantee you that uh, todd howard will be a part of that conversation and guarantee that phil spencer will be a part of that conversation we may even hear something from matt booty we may even hear something from aaron greenberg um uh, who knows but it's going to be interesting but joe thanks so much for being here brother uh and uh pong so brother thanks so much for jumping in definitely appreciate you being here um and uh, tell everyone what shows you're on. And more importantly, where could people reach out and strike up a conversation on social media? Absolutely. Thanks again, Boom, for the invite. You know, I'm always going to try to play hooky from work if I can when you invite me. So here I am. Um, absolutely, You can find me, uh, Pong Soul, uh, everywhere. Um, go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you back. Um, can't wait for your show, Boom. I, I hope you get to do something live. That's going to be sweet. Um Otherwise, you can find me on the Xbox Ultimate podcast on Friday nights uh, at starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's with Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav, Caitlin, uh, and 3-Bit. And we just added Psychonauts to the oh, group nice, as well. Dude. So, yeah, nice. absolutely. And uh, hopefully at some point, Assassin Lupa will, will get back. Um, but, uh, yeah, great show, uh, positive show like you do here, Boom. Uh, we don't play the console war stuff. Uh, it, it's just a great show. So check us out there. Otherwise, the shop podcast as well on Saturday nights uh, with PTK Blam. And we are celebrating his 200th. Yeah. Yes, that's right. 200th show, which is crazy. We're going to have giveaways. Uh, anybody who doesn't know about it, look up PTK Blam on Twitter. He's already tweeted out uh, about the show uh, and follow the directions there if you want to be included in the giveaways. But it's a it's a big deal. And that that's also with Fuzzy Belvedere, uh, Centurion, and Stegarilla. So you can see us there, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Times on Saturday nights. It's a shorter show. We try to get through a bunch of topics. We talk everything. We even talk some Nintendo every once in a while. So uh, go ahead and give us uh, give us a look. Uh, I think you'll like what you see there. Um, and then you know what? Never know where I show up next. So again, just like today, here I am. So, But uh, appreciate you all chat. Some awesome discussions in there. Uh, I'm glad we could stimulate some conversation about this. This is a big week for the gaming industry as a whole. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a gamer. We are coming into the golden age of gaming, as Indeed. I like to say. Uh, this this industry is healthier than it ever has been, and we need to keep it that way. But, man, we're going to see some great things. So glad to see you all here. Thank you for coming out and supporting us and appreciate it. 
Well, thanks so much for being here, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And of course, I, I just have to sh uh, give a huge shout out to the generosity. My God. I mean, I literally lost count of how many Super Chats came in. And that is honestly, from the bottom of my heart, truly, truly an amazing thing. Like I said, we do this for the love of gaming. We do this for the love of the community. Uh, it, it, it is at the forefront of how I built this channel and how I handle myself as, um, I, I'm even embarrassed to say it, a personality, if you will. And I'm glad that you feel uh, that the work that I do on a weekly basis is worthy of your money because, again, I don't do it for that. I certainly definitely appreciate the generosity. And uh, we will see you back tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the outstanding new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. It is going to be an epic show. Lots of Xbox talk. And, of course, uh, all your favorite panel members will be returning. No guests tonight because, quite frankly, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the conversation is so stacked we didn't have room for a guest. Uh, but, listen, we'll see you tonight. Everyone enjoy. Enjoy gaming, and I'm going to close out with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you, and that's something that my father taught us when we were kids, and I think now, more than ever, it's super important. And he used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you tonight at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. Take care, everyone, and be safe.